Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Bit of a deep dive into the current state of the vaccine situation in the U.S. today, as well as some clarifying of economic terms and great news on a common sense police reform. Let's hit it. Quick shout out to our tier three patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. A new AP NORC poll confirms some bad news on the COVID front and for science literacy in general. Among unvaccinated American adults, 45% say they definitely will not get vaccinated. 35% say they probably won't. 16% probably will. And just 3% definitely will. So it's not looking like most people are just waiting to be more confident about the vaccines at this point. Most are fairly committed to an anti-vaccine position now. 64% have little to no confidence that the shots are effective against variants of the virus, despite all evidence pointing to the vaccines being strongly effective against them, even if slightly less so than against the original. 43% of unvaccinated Republicans are on the no side versus just 10% of Democrats. Those without college degrees are also more likely to refuse than college grads, 30% versus 18%. According to the CDC, cases nearly tripled in the U.S. over the last two weeks, rising in all 50 states, with the majority being Delta variant. Hospital admissions have climbed about 36% and deaths 26%. Some areas are even worse. Mercy Springfield and Cox South have both seen a seven-fold increase in COVID patients since late May. Vaccination has slowed to a crawl, with only 56% of Americans having at least one dose, though that does include kids. Hospital staff are suffering major attrition from the nonstop battle both with the virus and with COVID deniers and anti-vaxxers. Hospitals did not get a break even during the lull in the pandemic because they've been dealing with all the backlogged cancer screenings, operations, and other procedures that were put off for COVID. It's something that gets overlooked when people think about this. COVID doesn't just kill or harm directly. Overloading hospitals so they can't do their normal work is one of the indirect ways that it harms us. Putting off some procedures, particularly things like cancer screenings, can do a lot of harm, even kill. There's no question that coordinated anti-vax propaganda plays a heavy hand in all this. There's so much misinformation that people don't know what to believe, especially when media and government officials are irresponsibly throwing in with the lies. At a recent GOP gathering, attendees cheered the U.S. falling short of vaccination goals. Marjorie Greene was suspended from Twitter for 12 hours for spreading disinformation about vaccine-related deaths. Charlie Kirk, founder of Turning Point USA, suggested on his podcast that up to 1.2 million people could have died from the vaccine without any evidence, of course. Government agencies didn't help either by telling the public that masks wouldn't help at the start of the pandemic. They chose to lie because they didn't trust people to be responsible with the truth and rationed masks for hospital staff. They broke public trust and bear part of the responsibility for this. But all these influencers now spreading misinformation got themselves vaccinated immediately. They are lying to people who don't know what to believe. They are killing people for profit and not just the people who listen to them. It is sick.
Moving on, I was actually planning to do a bit on the definitions of socialism and capitalism since they're terms that wield massive weight in our politics, mostly for manipulation with intentionally misleading application or accusation of the terms. But Yang Speaks beat me to it. The most recent episode does a great job exploring the subject. The only thing I'd add is that public distribution of resources is often considered part of the definition of socialism, which is why so many economies that have private business ownership are often somewhat mislabeled as socialist. Technically, you could argue all welfare programs are socialist, since they take resources through taxation and distribute them through the government. But every economy has some level of welfare programs, so every economy is somewhat socialist. Likewise, every economy has some socialized industries, typically police, fire, education, healthcare. It's why it's such an easy term to abuse and why so many arguments around it are misguided. We have these things and still call ourselves capitalist, but no economy falls purely under one definition. They're all on a spectrum, from total free market capitalism to authoritarian communism. It's just a question of how much and what is controlled by the government versus individuals. We're basically using labels that don't exist in reality, which is why it makes a lot more sense to just talk about particular policies rather than labeling an economy as capitalist or socialist. Anyway, check out the Yang Speaks episode for more on that. Finally, some encouraging results from the preliminary rollout of NYPD's new program to send social workers out on mental health calls instead of officers. They call it Be Heard, or Behavioral Health Emergency Assistance Response Division, so yeah, I'd go with the acronym. It was launched in a portion of Harlem last month and has sent teams of three unarmed behavioral health specialists to respond to more than 100 911 calls so far, or about 25% of all mental health-related calls that came in during that period. 95% of the people in crisis accepted medical assistance from the Be Heard teams versus about 82% from traditional response teams, whereas officers and paramedics typically send 82% of patients to a hospital for treatment, the Be Heard teams sent half to the hospital, treated a quarter at the scene, and sent a fifth to community centers. All received follow-up care. The unarmed Be Heard teams ended up requesting police assistance on just 7% of calls in the program's first month. In summary, just as similar programs and studies have found, when mental health cases are handled by social workers who are trained to treat exactly that, more people get help and less people get hurt. This is a perfectly common-sense police reform and long a Yang policy. Let the cops deal with violence, let social workers deal with nonviolence, stop foisting everything on the police and hoping for the best. Assign the work to those trained to do it right. Pretty simple stuff. Let's do it everywhere. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the vaccine thread, the Be Heard thread, and the Yang Speaks episode on socialism. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement's easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.